This is exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> nice. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> oh. So Pearl Jam. Yes, I love Pearl Jam. But Nirvana, that's my, I feel like What's your Nirvana, favorite new Nirvana song? Oh, gosh. You know, I really liked the acoustic album. Ooh, and I did too. Lake did of Fire. Loved it. But I also liked um, Plateau. Mm. I would say that might be my favorite. Favorite Nirvana but, song altogether. Yeah. Do you think that, uh, do you think... Um, that Courtney killed him? Yes. You do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely do. How come? I, well, one, I watched that documentary that was that was out not too long ago, but... But also just looking back at him, like he was, he was achieving and yes, he had some issues, but, um, I, he was penetrate. He was, he was doing something like Martin Luther King did right, or Tupac. Uh, and there was, he was on to something, don't you think on to greatness? I, oh, absolutely. And I yeah. think for her, I think she was one, I believe he was about to divorce her if he hadn't already filed. I believe so there's it. that. Um, and then the other thing is, I mean, um, and she's also jealous of his success. She could never uh -huh. even be anywhere near. And so, and now he's divorcing her. Come on, Hole had one hit. Oh yeah, Hole, I know. I did, <laughs> I did have that, up, the one album, but yeah. But yeah, no, so I definitely think she took him out. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think she poisoned him or what? No, um, I'm trying to remember. Well, obviously he, she shot him. She but, shot him? Yes. You think she shot him? Yes. Okay. I'm, I, I, I haven't think, watched the documentary. So oh, you I'm just, have to. Because like the, the placement of the gun and everything, mm -hmm. like the way they found it, it was one of those situations where it was like highly unlikely that that he killed himself. So why do you think it wasn't investigated further then? Oh, my gosh. You know, I listen to true crime all the time, and it's amazing how, how much, much they don't catch. They don't catch. They, yes. Yeah. I think, I think just like we think that Oregon is conquered and captured by the Democrats and like our vote doesn't count that same type of mindset. We give the power to the CSI people and how powerful and right. investigative they are. And now granted, there's some crazy things that right. they can do with DNA and stuff, but at the same time, they're not the all seeing, all no. knowing everything. There are murders out there that I do think that got away, especially in the nineties. Oh, absolutely. We'll just think about like there's new, um, new things happening with the John Benet Ramsey case, right? So, like, just just think about how asinine it is that the Boulder, Colorado police have not given any of that case um, details to the FBI, to the CIA. They have not engaged a larger agency to assist them, uh -huh. and they refuse to. And so, the father was just at CrimeCon, and he was um, John Benet's father, and he was he's asking them, "Can you now that you have all of this new technology, forensic technology, go Can back we and go test back? everything?" Yeah. And they're being very elusive with them. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So what's the basis of that case? I'm not I'm not familiar with it. Oh gosh, you're younger than me. Yeah, no, John Bonet. <laughs> she was like a I think she was like five or six, and she was like a pageant queen, beauty queen, pageant queen, like, and she was found. Um, killed or murdered in her family's basement very very wealthy family in boulder mm -hmm. colorado wow and this is back oh gosh 25 years ago dang so a long time ago but and it was just it's just been all over the news and everything they thought it was the dad thought it was the brother yeah you and were 16 yeah hey <laughs> i'm like wow it's wild it is wild to think back at yeah what was i doing back then <laughs> i have no idea oh gosh so what, you were born in 81? 81. Wow. Yeah, I'm like a true 80s kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the best time. I mean, you know, I'm partial, but. I, I mean, really kind of you're your 80s baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But more of a 90s kid. Yeah, that's right? true. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you had like the Jankos, the big pants. Oh my gosh, and my mom wouldn't let me buy those. Oh my gosh. She, okay, so my mom was a Nordstrom buyer. I met for your mom. A long, yeah, you met yeah, my mom. Yeah, she's so, awesome. Yeah, so she was not cool with me wearing man pants. So, <laughs> and then they had these girl Jankos and they were, of course, the legs weren't as wide and yeah. the pockets weren't as big. And I was, she was like, you can get those. I'm like, no, I don't want those. I want the massive ones. Oh my gosh. And you know, she wasn't, she wasn't down. And well, she, I was like, is She had the Jankos. coins, so... <laughs> I, I, I didn't get my Jankos. I didn't get my Jankos. So. She was too hip to know what was, was going on. Hip. And, you know, the best thing, though, here I am talking. You got me talking on this. But one of my favorite things is that I loved Goodwill and Value Village. That's like in the 90s. My mom would bring me home Nordstrom clothes and I'd be like, bring me to Goodwill. 
and she'd be like, I'm sitting in the car. So she'd give me 20 <laughs> bucks and I'd go buy a wardrobe in Goodwill. And, oh you know, my gosh. My favorite was Value Village in Vancouver. But um, we but, had a Value Village here. Oh, really? I used to go there. Oh my gosh. I loved the. Back in my Value punk rock Village. days. Nice. Yeah. See, that's. I would buy man pants, cut them off. Oh, I loved it. Gas station shirts. Yeah. The sweaters, uh, grandpa sweaters. Like, I had that whole grunge situation on lock. Wow. Yeah. So, and my mom actually thought I played for the other team for a while because I was such a tomboy and wore man clothes. <laughs> and you know, if You're you like, think hey, about it, if it was like today, oh, she'd you be putting been me on... on like hormone blockers. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And there was a meme recently that said um, something like, I want to thank my mom for not putting me on hormone blockers during my tomboy phase. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, that's it's crazy. So yeah different, yeah, different day and age. Yeah, it's interesting um, because I think a lot of people um, go through that phase of you know questioning their sexuality because they're they're growing up. They're they're in this world. They're trying to figure that out and just. Well, don't How get me twisted. I was always a raging heterosexual. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, being a tomboy. One of my best friends was a tomboy, and now she's like all woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you know, like you would never know that she was a tomboy when she was she was younger. She's yeah. a beautiful, very heterosexual woman. Um, but she was my best friend when we were growing up, and you know, uh, it's just it's sad that the kids don't get to kind of behave in that sort of way or if they do they're getting inducted into these systems by these counselors absolutely you know i really think it's the counselors that are that are getting to these kids oh yeah i i agree and that's that's a good point i don't think that's talked about that often to be honest they're like the this the trojan horse in there because mm -hmm. they're hired by third-party agencies and they're installed right outside of the school district's oversight mm, yeah i could totally see that well i know that uh, my, my kids have some friends that they've been, you know, friends with since like three years old, but, um, same situation. I'm I'm seeing, you know, where gender is being questioned and I'm talking at like eight and 11 years old, mm -hmm. gender is being questioned. Yeah. Um, polyamorous uh, is coming up from the eight year old. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, uh, just be a kid, go play in a Creek, please. That's just crazy. Like, and it's just, I don't even think, honestly, I don't think these kids really realize what that even means. What? They don't, but it's, I think oh. as they turn 15, 16, right. and get older, they'll be like, oh, yeah, because that door's already been open. Right. Now they're more likely to walk through it because once you open that door, even if you open it and you close it, it never fully closes. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to open it now because they've already pushed. And that's why I think Pepsi and Coke and all these big companies spend so much money on the preteen era mm, right because they understand that you know even down to like butter right do you buy the butter that you bought or you had when you were a little kid mm, you know what no i buy fred meyer brand okay <laughs> well okay Sorry. but are there any brands from like when you were a kid <laughs> that your mom used to buy laundry detergent i mean just oh yeah there's okay yeah, where so it's like, you yeah, know what i'm saying i know what you're saying it, yeah nostalgia well it, but you you just start right doing that right. so now you're a you're a customer for life right because you're like oh well, that's what my mom does or you have like oh that smells like when i was a kid right or there's just all these weird little things that we do um that we just carry on that the importance of protecting your kids what they're exposed to couldn't be more valuable today absolutely and you know i just thought bag bomb that's the one thing. My family uses bag bomb. Bag bomb. <laughs> it's, it was originated for cow teats, udders, whatever. <laughs> I just wanted to say teats, to Hold be on. honest. I need to check this out. Um, and bag bomb is now, uh, well, it's been available in stores for human use. And, um, bag bomb. Yeah, it's kind of like Vaseline, but more intense. Oh. Yeah, so that's I've been seen a family that. thing. Yeah. And so here I am, you know, have my own household, and I've got bag bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. So, did you bring your go bag? No. <sighs> I didn't know that was today. I thought it was going to be today. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's it's not um it's not presentable right now. It's more like go boxes, like three Tupperwares, big, large Tupperware containers. You have them in so. Tupperware? Yes. <laughs> I know. See, I told you. I'm like, you can make fun of me. Talk, Hold on, talk guys. Crap. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need to carry my three tubs. Hold on. Oh, crap. I got to run to my car like three times real quick. <laughs> uh, this is my go, go, go back. Yes. It's 
it's a a backbreaking situation right now wow i know i know so i'm like well, i guess I'm you could there. have it strapped to like a hand truck <laughs> there you go by the door there you go people will be like what's that oh my gosh so i need to fine tune it for sure so what kind of things are in there oh my gosh i have um you know it's funny this is that hypochondriac deep down within but i have bags within bags within bags <laughs> for me it's more like i have a lot of um oh uh clotting you know first aid type if you're bleeding here's some clotting right you don't want to bleed out so i have a lot of like um i bought a 24 pack of hydrogen peroxide see this is why i need hey, to <laughs> that's okay i bought a 24 pack of hydrogen oh, okay. peroxide uh you know uh, with hydrogen peroxide it's actually can be used with a lot of things i'm reading that yeah. so you can gurgle it you can put it in a nebulizer mixed with water with a dab of iodine right. if you have quote covid you can treat it most of covid is in your sinuses mm -hmm. or excuse me the omicron variant was all in your sinuses that's why everybody felt like they had allergies like oh, six yeah. six months ago or whatever mm -hmm. when omicron was hot and the doctors were saying that you just take hydrogen peroxide. Now, now don't do this. You got to look it up for the for the exact formula, yeah. right? But the doctors are saying use a little hydrogen peroxide, mix it with water, put a little dab of nascent iodine in there, hmm. and put it in a nebulizer. Yeah, that's, and it's. I mean, it makes sense. It does. Um, but it it's just things like that. You know, you can use it to clean out your ears. Mm -hmm. uh, you could gargle with it. Gargle with it. Yeah. Um, Put on your cuts. I mean, it's good for so much well, stuff. You know what? Here's what prompted me to buy it is, well, for many reasons, but my dog. So you, we all know COVID, all the COVID lockdowns and, you know, precautions, yada, yada. It's impacted um, veterinarians. And uh -huh. so um, I tried to, my dog ate something poisonous and I have like a little chihuahua. She's 15. So, you know, she's my granny. But anyways, she ate something that is toxic. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to get her into the vet. And the vet was like, sorry, we don't have room. The emergency vet said they're not taking walk-ins. I mean, I'm not even kidding. There's like five vets right in my area. And they all said they were at capacity. And I was outraged. So I looked online, actually, and it did say that you use hydrogen peroxide. And it will cause them to vomit whatever they shouldn't have eaten. And it worked. And she's fine. Wow. So um, it's just, you know, and again, look that up. But it's just things like that where it's like we need to be aware of alternate ways to handle things. Sure. And you also, it's all based on what you can get, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Hydrogen peroxide is probably in every store in America. Right. I mean, every convenience store, everything has a little bottle of it. And and knowing what it can be used for, I, I, I think that's a good thing. As far as a go bag goes, I, I don't know if I'd put it in my go bag. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> you have a very select go bag. <laughs> <laughs> but just because of the weight and yeah. the sheer. I mean, maybe if it was like a little in a little skinny piece or you had like a vial of it that you could use for something. Um, but uh, no, that's uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, you so know? that's one that witch hazel. That was a new thing. Okay, I can't what? tell you all the breakdown on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I went online. And I was like, okay, here's what should you have to be able to like be an at home doctor situation. It was so I went and went nuts. And like you said, supply and demand, right? Well, the supply is gonna you know dwindle. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I jumped on it. How long ago did you buy all that peroxide? Oh gosh, maybe a year ago. That's crazy. Because yeah. I bought I bought mine about a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, because I have a lot of that, but I have a lot of different things. Like, I have a an oxygen tank, like the medical one, Ooh. with the things. In you know, you never know, right. and it's just uh, I I look at it this way. I don't know how to use all this stuff that I got, um, but it'd be a lot easier to have it and right. not know how to use it than not have it and need it. Oh, exactly. You know? Absolutely. Well, you, you mentioned nebulizers earlier. I did buy two of those. You know, those were banned for a while. Were they really? Last year. Wow. You couldn't get them. They made them a medical device. Oh, wow. To where you could not buy them. That's insane. It just goes to show That's because so, yeah. the budesonide, um, which is one of the uh, treatments or uh, pre-treatments for COVID. Right. Uh, Marcola talks about it all the time. He's all about budesonide. Um, which is just a very mild steroid. You need a nebulizer to do it. Right. So uh, interesting, before the lockdowns even happened, before COVID even came to America, I was watching it. Um, Mike Adams was talking about it uh, on InfoWars. Back in like November of 2019, 20 or 
excuse me, December of 2019, they were tracking it. And that's where you're seeing all those videos of the the, the people in the streets collapsing. Oh, right. They were locking people in their homes. They were like, what the heck is this? This is crazy. Uh, but I was watching it. And so I had like four months of prep time before the lockdowns mm. happened. And so that's when I bought my generator. That's when I got, I did, I did all of this that's stuff, smart. pulled all my money out, like did all wow. this just crazy stuff. And so then when the lockdowns happened, I was like, oh, we're good. And so I was just hanging out and everybody's like, what is going You're on? One of the OGs. This is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, cause I was also following like what the scientists were saying uh, about how to treat it, how to prevent it. If it was airborne, you know what it was and 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 trying to follow that i mean i even went as so far as i bought these hazmat suits hey um, you will probably need them sometime in the future we might need them but uh, yeah but one thing i think people don't understand with with that kind of stuff is the decontamination aspect of mm. if you're going to go full hazmat you need a decontamination booth with chemicals and the sprayers wow. and the isolation outside of your house you have to be able to dispose of that stuff. I mean, there's so many other layers that go in with that, aside from just wearing the suit and coming home, taking it off and putting it in your laundry hamper or washing right. it and doing it again, like what people were doing with their masks. Right. Oh, um, yeah. So I was like deep diving into all of this yeah, crazy stuff of like, okay, this is real. This is going to yeah. happen. What do I do? Uh, what's my route on where I need to go get my kids and, and take them? And if this happens, we do this. And if this happens, we do this. And how far is the government going to take it? And it was really fascinating. So that Thursday after they initiated the original lockdown, I drove from Vancouver, Washington, from Jansen Beach exit to Salem in 45 minutes Wow! at 530 in the afternoon on a Thursday. <laughs> I was going 90 miles an hour the whole time. Oh my gosh. I saw eight cars. That's wild. That just shows you. That shows you. That is the measuring plate right there. That's how scared people That's got. That's how scared people got. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, they got me for two weeks. Yeah. Like there were two weeks where, I mean, there is, this is embarrassing, but there is a picture of me my mom took and I was wearing like the mask and I have my gloves on. We were kind of being <laughs> jokey in the grocery store. Sure, but, sure. But, um, you know, and then I had my, you know, all my family members texting, okay, now they're saying spray it with Lysol. And, you know, I'm really proud of my mom for this, actually. And you met my mom not too long ago. I was really proud of her because she said, you know what, after two weeks of this, she goes, I'm done. You know what, if this is how I go out, this is how I go out. I refuse to live in fear. And I was so proud of her for that because usually I'm the the, the bold one, right? And mm -hmm. for to hear my mom say that, who generally, you know, she does still self-censor a bit and she sure. does still fall to the tribal thinking. But to hear her say it, like enough's enough, it, the whole family fell in line after that. It was like yeah. we all woke up at the same time. So I give a lot of credit to her just for that because it was like, we can't live this way. Yeah. Oh There's a gosh. point where it's like, okay, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, this person's like, taking their mask off and putting it back on. And right. I know that guy's been wearing the same mask for like three weeks oh, now, Yeah, you know, and just the disgust and everything. It, oh, it, yeah. And then, and then it gets to a point where like, okay, everybody wore a mask. Why are people still getting sick? Right. And exactly. you're like, uh, okay, I yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. You know, and there's just so many things. Have you ever seen, um, COVID land? No. Oh, you got to watch yeah. COVID land. Add that to my short list. COVID land is awesome it's a documentary i'm writing it down yeah they have uh it's a three-part series i have not watched the third one yet but the the first two are unreal like uh very very well and it, it, it's crazy watching it because the way that they do it and the way that they put it together it brings you back mm. you feel like you were there right like right. And you, it, it, it's kind of like you know, people are like, where were you when 9-11 happened? Right. right. There's just something about that moment. There was this kind of singularity thing yes. that happened. Yes. Um, I have to tell you where I was. Okay, the go Las ahead. the Las Vegas Strip. You were on Las Vegas yeah, Strip. Literally, when the <laughs> when the nation was shutting down, I was on the Las Vegas Strip. That's crazy. And I was talking with some cattle farmer about why they put antibiotics in their meat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. You know, and you have to be, you know, they'll get... They get defensive, 
But yeah. anyways, but anyways, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's that 9-11 feeling. It's like, where were you? Well, I was on the Las Vegas Strip and it felt like the world was ending. Yeah. And it was it was a wild, wild experience. Yeah, it was the same type of thing. Um, so with that, watching this documentary kind of takes you back. It's really weird. Um, and then they also kind of remind you of the things that the media did and what they did to people in the name of COVID. Mm. Like, Right. Ripping people out of their homes, not letting them see their kids. Like there's this guy, I don't remember which state it was. I'd have to I'd have to look it up, but they literally took his kids away because he would not get vaccinated. Right, right. And that's happening. Like there's we forget about that. Cases, yeah. Right. We forget about all that. Yeah. Uh then they have the second one about the mask, which is crazy. Cause there's some statistic. I played something in my last couple shows ago, a segment of that that was just so powerful that talked about how suicide is the second leading cause of death for basically, I don't remember, eight-year-olds to like 29-year-olds wow. or something. Just unbelievable. Horrible. And all these stories of the, these great kids and normal kids, mm-hmm. kids, teenagers, right. like not just teenagers, but like young kids, 12, right. 13, eight. And their parents are finding them mm. just unbelievable. But of course that's going to happen because there's all this confusion and it's a mental, uh, it's like mental warfare that's happening on these, on these kids and we have to be able to protect them. So I don't know about you, but I got my kids involved with what's going on and, and, and me and their mom would like go back and forth of like, oh, you don't need to, they don't need to know about that. They need to be kids and everything else. I'm like, listen. Our grandparents were like traveling across the country at 12. Right. You know, hay farmers at eight. Like these kids can handle it. We need to not coddle our kids. And and this illusion that kids need to be kids, there is an aspect of that, but right. they're not being spared. And there's no honor in these demons that are taking over. Oh, exactly. So they're going to go after your kids anyway. And so it's better for you just to get them sharpened up with what's happening. You know, I talked to my my oldest, um, you know, about the mask and stuff. I was like, well, you know what? Don't wear your mask at school. And you tell your teacher to call me. And I'd have a conversation with the teacher. I'd go to the teachers. I'd talk to the principal. I went all the way to the superintendent. I went to the board of trustees, um, which is like the school board. Right. And I talked to that. I went Good. in that dude's office scumbag dude uh, complete scumbag dirtbag i'm like dude this is this is part of the problem yeah is that you don't care because i was sitting in that guy's office i went into his office nobody was wearing a mask mm, and i yeah. said do you understand that your kids right now are in school wearing a mask all day right and they're right. not taking it off and here you are you're not taking it serious right they don't care you don't care and he's like well pretty much you know, the parents don't really care. They, uh, they'd rather have the school be a daycare center wow. than to, to have that. And there we have judges, kids that go to our school. And, and we think that, you know, they're very important people. We don't want to upset them. They're all about the mask. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, yeah, dude, optics, you're... More optics. You're a coward. Yeah, well, on, on the topic, I definitely... So I, I definitely inform my kids with what's going on within reason. But... Um, no, they definitely know what's going on. And then I always, I'll hear them say something that I've said. Uh, maybe it's a derogatory about Biden or, you know, something. And I'm like, okay, so then, but then I do make sure that they understand why they're saying what they're saying. So I'll be like, why don't you agree with this? Right. Yeah. And so then, because I don't ever want them to just be mindlessly repeating what their parents are saying. Because sure. then, then am I really any better than, yeah. you know, the indoctrination camps uh, well, known as schools? And you know what the next move is, right? What's of what that? they're going to do with kids. So these state boards that where all the kids go, um, the institutions, the uh, schools, they there was just a couple questionnaires that they did last year, um, but they're going to start doing that and asking your kids, do your parents own a firearm? Oh, wow. Who did they vote for? And start going through our kids to try to get to us and start doing recon on us. That's the next move if they haven't done it already in wow. some places. Um, but that's what they're that's what they're going to be doing is literally using our kids as pinatas 
you know. That is infuriating. That yeah. is so, uh, I mean, absolutely. And and with what we see, you know, happening where, what what is the that new position that was created, basically, uh, the misinformation person uh, that was recently hired. At the DHS. Um, DH, yes. I mean, that's that's just part of that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's in, it's incredibly concerning. Well, here's and, a here's an interesting thing about DHS is they tried to pass it in the 90s. You know, it's a it's a it's a new agency, the Department of Homeland right. Security. Do you know why it was passed and how it was passed? It was passed in October of 2011, right after or excuse me, 2001. Mm. Right after 9/11. That's a whole other topic, isn't it? The Department of <laughs> Homeland Security was established in the in the night. They signed it and passed it in the middle of the night in October while everybody was still searching and hunting for the boogeyman that is tied in with the bushes, wow. Osama wow. bin Laden. Right, right, exactly. Isn't oh, that wild? That That is, and that's something else. Oh, gosh. We forget about Bush, that. People, people are unwilling to admit that he was not the good guy. There is yeah. so many people. I would say more the moderate conservatives, but there's so many that are unwilling to admit that. Um, even, I think, my own family members. Yeah, well, Bush, like, Bush and Clinton... They were friends. Yeah. They'd hang out all the time. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, just recently, my mom was like, no way. I don't. I refuse to think he was bad. And I was like, who does he hang out with right now? He hangs out with the Clintons and the Obamas. Yep. The Bin Ladens, the whole Mm. Bin Laden family are really close to the Bushes. Wow. I did not know that. You know, there was one plane that left on September 12th. The day after 9-11 when they board, they mm-hmm. they landed all the planes. There were no planes going out. There was one plane that took off. And guess who that was? Bush. That was the Bin Ladens. The Bin Ladens, really? The Bin Laden family. I don't remember how many of them. There were like this. six or seven or 13 of them. <laughs> they took off. They got to leave the United States on September 12th. Wow. <laughs> wow. Though, So the one plane that got to leave was tied in with the same family of the guy that we were supposedly hunting. Yeah, wow, this is new information to me. Isn't that crazy? That is next level, wow. Yeah, it so, is crazy. you know, Bush, they're all dirtbags. Yeah. Um, you know, they were tied into it. Um, Prescott Bush was, you know, one of the head guys back, way back in the day. You know their last name's not even Bush, right? What? Yeah, they're they're part of the whole, there's a whole Nazi conspiracy oh tied goodness. in with those guys. Um but what's interesting, and and this kind of goes in with kind of, there's always like this George Bush Republican is what I like mm-hmm. to call him. Right. You know, like Vance Day. All he's right. a George Bush Republican to me. There's just something off about them. There's something mm-hmm. plastic about them. There's something kind of uh, charlatan-esque. Right. I don't know what the word would be, where you just don't quite trust them. They just seem too polished. Mm-hmm. They're too clean. They smile too much. Their teeth are too white. Now, Mike Pence. Yeah, Mike Pence is <laughs> yeah. a George Bush Republican, right? And, um, and he has and that just, whole look and demeanor too. But he's also a backstabbing dirtbag, right? Right. Absolutely. So when the rubber met the road, that double agent side came out, right. and Pence stabbed the country in the back. Absolutely. Vance Day, same thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's the same type of guy. I'll never vote for that guy. I don't support that guy. I don't trust him. Hmm, There's nothing authentic about those people to me, um, you know. But Mark Thielman, right? He's a normal guy. Mark Thielman would come here and he would just sit down. He'd sit on the couch, and just hang out with us. Yes. Uh, you know, he's not. There's just something. He's real. And this gets into you know kind of that global leaders thing that I was talking about. There's like an induction process to where they they do something to these people, right? Um, to season them up. To where there's just a there's just a look about them. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, you, I do, I and, do. Yeah, Mark, I think what, he's very tangible. Sure. And he's, um, gosh, I, I feel like I've been at like five or six events and hung out with him, you know, a handful of times now. And I'm just that's what I was one of the reasons I was drawn to him in the first place is he just he um, he's personable. And it's authentic and organic. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's, you know, we've been around, you and I have been at quite a few events uh, together recently, but we've been around plenty of other folks that are running for office. And um, and Mark really does have, sure. uh, have has something different. And to me, it's just that he's he's real. He means what he says. Um, and, and, and he's just a normal guy that just loves the country and loves our state. And, yeah, and really actually trying to do something about yes. it. I mean, his ground game 
is just unbelievable. Um, and, and just compared to all the other candidates that I see, and I, I just can't get past how many candidates are running. Right. Oh my God. Just it, it's, they're diluting the waters and it's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, so, um, anyways, that's just kind of a interesting rant, uh, with that. Cause I've always, uh, I've always, uh, I've always one, I've been, I've always been trying to figure out like what makes a politician a politician. Right. Right. And, and there's just this weird demeanor that some of them have that I don't know what kind of secret, like, are they doing some type of ritual to Probably. like, you know, <laughs> cause I know that like the skull of bone, skull and bones, yeah. um, they tie a ribbon around their junk, lay in a coffin oh. and shout down, shout out all their sexual experiences that they've ever had in their life <laughs> oh to their God. brothers in this wow. dark room with candles, like all these crazy rituals um, that they have to do to compromise each other like a gang. Yikes. This is what the cartels do. This is what, you know, the global elites, that was kind of tied in with what Epstein, with Epstein, why Epstein was such a prominent figure in that uh, pedophile ring right. is because he was inducting these people and getting them to compromise themselves right in order to get these you know billion dollar contracts and stuff hunter biden did it to himself had his own homemade videos right mess around with his cousin or oh sister gosh. or whatever um and giving them to the chinese government to co-opt him to give them dirt so then he could then get those deals oh my gosh like that's the whole thing because yeah. epstein they had cameras everywhere and it was that's what it was all about it's this big ring to get people to compromise them. And some people, most people were doing it willingly. Judges, DAs, all this stuff. And that's the world that we live in. Right, um, right. And why things are so corrupt. You know, I think, uh, I don't know, do you follow much of the Q stuff? I, I was. You were. Quite a while. So yeah, weren't detoxing there, a little right now. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. You know, uh, Trump isn't secretly hiding in a bunker somewhere right. waiting to come out right. and uh, become president. Yeah, that's about where I left off. I don't think he's letting the country <laughs> decline in such a, uh, oh. a, a a huge fashion on purpose. So for Q people, I love you guys, right? But uh, I, I do think that you've been misled at this point. I don't know if you can put yeah. together another story to justify a $5.49 diesel gallon. Right, right. I know. I, I, I don't I know. think we can. I don't think that there's a way to uh, to say that's part of the plan. No, to I cut off either. this food supply and blow out the food. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's part of the plan. I know. I um, know. So A after five or six letdowns, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm gonna detox. Right? Here. We kind of see for what it is, <laughs> but it sucks a lot of people in. Right. There's so many people that are still the true believers and. And it's it's no different than them thinking that uh, you know every black person in the world's getting beat up by police, right? Oh or uh, you know just Antifa's fighting fascism. It's almost the same type of thing, and it's really sad uh, to see people get caught up in it. But there is some good information that's kind of brought to that. So I, I'm I'm kind of I'm at this weird paradigm with the Q stuff. It enlightens a lot of people. They do get half truths, they do get partial of right. things, but it almost uh, stings them and handicaps them from getting involved because they're like, ah, Trump's got this. Oh, the white hats are going to take care of this. This is a white hat plan, and don't you guys got to trust the plan? What plan? Right, the destruction right. of America, oh my the destruction God. of our future, the indoctrination of our kids, masking our kids, vaccinating half the planet. Did you watch what Ball part of the Cabal? plan? No, I haven't. I haven't uh, seen that yet. That's what really. OK, so this is like what you're speaking to right now. I watched Fall Cabal and, you know, and it was they even did a little disclaimer in the beginning. This, you know, take this for what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Or for, you know, whatever it is to you. But it does. It makes you question things. And Which I think, is great. That's right, a great right, thing. Right. That that's I a came good from start. Q. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's like my takeaway from Q is question everything sure and um and don't trust anything at face value and i know that that sounds like such a huge task but <laughs> it's just you know honestly you can just get into just look it up like mm -hmm. start doing your own due diligence and, more importantly um, and and look it up from multiple sources or, right. or try to find some real account or real tangible 
evidence to tie right where you're getting. Otherwise, just sit back and just don't believe that. Right. Yeah. Right? No, you definitely when I when I'm looking for stuff when, for my show, whatnot, I'm definitely looking at two or three sources um, to see how, you know, how the story may differ, how the facts may differ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, yeah, that's incredibly important. So you're a real life grassroots reporter. I guess so. (laughs) I do. I really enjoy just diving into things. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people. I just like to be able to talk to stuff. So what's uh, what's next on your agenda with uh, K Soak and Sensor? What do you what's your what's your plan? Well, you know, I'm at this pivotal moment where I'm transitioning out of a 20 year career in the same industry and really focusing on. Uh, you know, broadcasting. And so with KSOC Uncensored, um, I'm not going to do a ton um, with with that. But what I am doing is I have a podcast, a leadership podcast um, coming out. And um, and then, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll be hanging out once in a while together. So, uh, but yeah, just, just a transition phase right now. And I'm excited to be able to spend more time, um, you know, diving into stories and putting out information and um, and, and really being able to, to just do more with it and get out and get out, you know, boots on ground, get out to more events. I did take my kids, you know, you, we talked about this just a little bit ago. I did take my kids to um, a rally, a freedom rally that was out by our house over the summer. Mm. And, um, and I was a little nervous, um, you know, just because I didn't know what kind of crowd was going to be there. But um, you like bringing your sidearm. Like. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and head on a swivel like always. But um, yeah. So but that was really cool. They still talk about it. That's today. awesome. And for them, it's something tangible that mm-hmm. they can when they, they're like, what does mom do? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, when she's recording, when I'm doing my show, what is she doing? Well, they're able to now tie it back to that event. And, yeah. and the, the hundreds of people that were there um, really just for freedom. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, with my kids, I, um, I make them and help me have them set up video cameras and like, you know, show them what I'm doing with all this stuff. Cause I want them to be able to run this and do their own thing too. Right. Like my, my seven year old, he loves like Fortnite videos and he watches, uh, you know, the beast or, uh, who's that other guy? Unspeakable. I don't know either okay. of those. These My are son just is like Godzilla buff. Okay, these are just like gamers, right? Uh, and I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Like why kids would want to watch somebody play a game yeah. versus just play the game. Now, granted, my kid plays the game, right? He plays right, Fortnite. Right. I let him play Minecraft and Fortnite. But he just, he wants to be a YouTuber uh, so bad. Well, so it's like- He's like, dad's got the hookup. Yeah, so we, we've we've done some little mock stuff. I'm not gonna let him actually go on the internet or yeah or do that. It's but cool though. It's it's fun and and I think this is a good uh, trade. Yes. Uh, for kids to know and just you know I I want them to be able to try everything. Absolutely. You know, I'm teaching him how to mow the lawn. Yes. Like, I used to mow the lawn when I was like seven and eight. Yeah. My dad would pay me five bucks. I'd go mow the lawn. Yeah. And that was cool. Right. I didn't do a very good job. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just trying to teach me those skills, you know? So right. it was interesting as I got older, doing a lot of those different situations, using a drill, you know, just these different life skills. So many people are not learning because everybody's like, get behind a screen or, oh, YouTube, how to do this or how right. to do that. Versus the things that I learned from my grandpa, right? You know, so valuable. Uh, it, it's just it's it's priceless. It really is. I love that. Actually, you know, it's funny. I married a New Yorker, and um, and my dad's a New Yorker, but he is a very handy individual. Uh-huh. Um, but my husband, I mean, I'm not trying to you know make him feel bad. Probably won't even hear this. But anyways, <laughs> he doesn't really know how to do much or yeah. didn't. And and my dad's been teaching him over the years. And, yeah. And now he's like loves That's demolition okay. yeah. and like he's like building things and I'm and, and I can tell he feels more confident. Sure. Um so mm. so it's it's really important. There's something primitive about that. Right. Of getting just those small little wins, right, in your right. life and and just feeling you know, uh, feeling accomplished. Yes. Oh, I have to tell you. So, you know, I wanted him we had this yard, it was just a mess and and he really he had this vision for a fire pit. And so, you know, years and years and years of talking about a fire pit. So I ended up having a landscaper come out and quote us. 
um, I knew what was going to happen. It's like 12,000. Oh, he actually, it was like 4,000 oh. and to tear all these trees out, yada, yada, and, and put it in. So I told my husband, I'm like 4,000 bucks. Oh, I'm not even exaggerating. The next day he's out there like with a chainsaw. He doesn't even know what he's doing, but he's out there <laughs> hacking at everything. He's like, I'm making it myself. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 So, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's really important. My, my sister, same thing. She married a guy. Um, well, I don't think they're married, but they live together. They have kids. I mean, yeah. they're doing it the the 2022 there American way, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, doing everything opposite. But um, she's like, uh, yeah, no, he's not handy. He's not a handy yeah. man at all. He's a professional baseball player, and she lives in Florida and does all nice. that. But but it's just funny. She's like, nobody knows how to do that kind of stuff here. It's wow. like, uh, you know, and. So it's interesting because I'm like, well, why don't you just do this or hang this shelf or I right. think it was a closet door. She's like, oh, no, no, he doesn't know how to do that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's you know? something so valuable about it. It is. It's, it's, and it's, it's attractive. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, for me, it, that is definitely, it's attractive. Not, I mean, let me Well, you're say, definitely born in the 80s. Though. Yeah, no, for sure. I know, right? Because <laughs> like 10 years forward, they probably, they're like, women don't even you, care. No, yeah. dude, we don't You do that. your own light bulbs. Ew. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did see a woman. I was so proud the other day. She's probably my age. Um, <laughs> I saw a woman changing her own tire on the side of the freeway. Wow. And she like, I was like, dang. And she looked feminine and everything. I was like, good for you, girl. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Because, you know, that, she's not going to wait two hours for a tow truck. Maybe right. She has somewhere she to go. She was out there. She had the little donut on there. She was ready to go. And I was just really impressed. And, and there's so many men that don't know how to do that. Oh, I see men and, all the time parked on the side of the road. Yeah. Either sitting in their car on their cell phone. Yeah. Um, or just standing out there like watching a tow truck guy like do <laughs> right. that. So do you know how to change your tire? Oh, here's the thing. I'm going to fully admit I've never done it myself. Okay. But I really feel that I could mm -hmm. because I grew up out in the country. All my friends were, you know. Uh, out in the country, country in New York? Boys. No, Battleground, Washington. Oh, Battleground. Yeah, yeah. We want to get specific, Brush Prairie, which is a smaller town. <laughs> but, um, and so all my friends were like cowboys and blue collar. And so in those years, it's funny how much I remember those years. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like late teens, early 20s. But we used to, every Sunday, we would all wash our trucks and wash and polish. And like nice. that was just the thing after we'd go wheeling. So I, I do feel. Wheeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every weekend, Larch Mountain. <laughs> but I do feel that I could do it. But I've never been in a position where I had to sure. on my own. Yeah. It's not it that hard. Shot. It's not that hard. Yeah. Hey, Depends on what you drive, I'm a tinker. I guess. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, some some kits are really nice and they're easy. Some of them are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know uh, Mercedes sucks yep. to try to change the tires on. I don't know that because I don't have one yeah, of those. You well, know, I'm not that bougie. I'm not that bougie either, but I've changed them. <laughs> nice. I remember one time. Uh, this isn't going to be on the radio, so I don't, I don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> one time I was, uh, living, uh, I don't, I, I don't remember where I was living, but I was driving in the middle of the night coming home from the bar and there's like this lady parked on the side of the road and I've been drinking. Yeah. Um, she was parked on the side of the road, like trying to change her tire and stuff. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so I pulled over. I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, but I've done it so many times that I'm just like, oh, here, let me just yeah. go sit over there. Let me help you. <laughs> and right. I just, and I just do it. I was like, all right, on your way. And I was like, oh, shit. Hope no cops come oh, by. Oh, my gosh. Like, Getting no, out of there. That's the nice gentleman that just changed my tire. You know, but oh, it was boy. the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, and she's out there. That and was clearly, nice. you know, who knows? Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, you don't want people out there just right, right. rolling up like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Absolutely. So. No, that was nice. Yeah. Another time. Um, and then uh, and then we'll let you go because I know <laughs> That's all right. it's getting late. But uh, there was uh, another time we were driving back on the 4th of July, driving back from Detroit in the middle of the night. It's like three in the morning. Yeah, we've probably been drinking a little bit, but. We were just driving 60, 70, 80 miles an hour and we go around this corner and there's a freaking tree just completely over the road. Yikes. It just fell. Oh my gosh. Like it just fell. And I hit the top of the tree, which was still like this big, um, like four or five inches, right? And it was all, <laughs> we drove over oh, it. Oh, wow. And we we're like, what the heck? You're right on the corner. There's no way you would have seen it. Um, I just over prepared that I am. 
I had road flares and all that stuff. <laughs> and so uh, it was like three in the morning and I was like, dude, we got to pop some road flares because nice. whoever's coming up the hill, yeah. they're going to hit the full trunk Ooh, uh, at 70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. There's no way they'll be able to see this. I mean, it was pitch black. It's wow. crazy. So we popped some road flares and we got out of there, right? Literally right after we left, my buddy just happens to know the girl that was driving oh, up the mountain. Wow. She saw those road flares and slammed on her brakes. Thank God. Had she not seen those, she would have been dead. Oh my God. I don't remember what she was driving, like a PT cruiser or something like Jeez, that. But yeah. Uh, she would have oh, hit yeah. that tree head on. Wow. At, you, there's no way you would have seen it. There's yeah. no lights, no street lights, nothing. Right. And so it's crazy. It's just things like that are just, you know, and so you never know like what's going to happen. You don't. And I think that's great that you had the flares because we think about policing now, right? We really need to be, we need to be, we need to police to ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, Absolutely. Policing right now. And that's just something, you know, I had a conversation with this mom at, um, you know, gymnastics practice the other day and she was like, I just, I could tell she was, you know, just one of those probably a black lives matter person. But she was like, I just hope that if I ever have to call the police, that they're nice to me. And it was the strangest remark. She knew my husband is a police officer. And I said, well, if you get one, and yeah. she just looked at me like with a cringe face. And I'm like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you, well, you, don't, you think they're going to be out there for a fallen tree? They can't even answer all the homicides. Three yeah. homicides last night, if not four. Last just night? Just in Portland. Yeah. What? Yes. Been crazy. So, so uh, and that's and that's something that, you know, I, I don't think people quite understand is 911 yeah. is not always going to be no, there. No, it was like, busy the other day. People couldn't get through for hours in Portland. That's crazy. Yes. But notice it's not in the news. They're not no. talking about mm -hmm. it. They don't want to. And they're not hiring their, more law enforcement officers. You know what they're hiring? They're hiring those contact yes. tracer groups and those social workers. Yes, they um, are. With the, uh, the, what was that? The Strong Cities Initiative. What was K2? Yeah, the it response. is the Portland Street Response. Yeah, the Portland Street Response. That's now in the entire city, they hired 20 people. Yeah, well get this, Here, here's what I thought was comical. So the it covers 145 square miles, okay. Uh, but they're only available 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., mm -hmm. seven days a week. And I, I was laughing because I was talking to my husband. I'm like, uh, you know, like the vast majority of calls that require mental health, uh, you know, some type of mental Are in health the middle expert. Of the night. They're in the middle of the night. People go crazy in the middle of the night. <laughs> so um, it's so convenient that they're not available after 10 p.m., or in the early morning. So, um, yeah, pretty ridiculous. And to see that Wheeler is not investing in more law enforcement officers. Of course Even not. though we have less than we had in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, he's investing in these these street respond responders. Yeah, because that's the future because there's less regulation for them to kind of get away with what they want. Because I think they're going to take this group and they're going to be the climate police. Right. And the COVID police. That's what these people are going to evolve to. And this is where the gold star rounding up the Jew scenarios, this is where things dwindle mm -hmm. to by us accepting this. Right. And they're right. going to do it in cities that they know people are going to just go along with it, like Portland, and they're going to roll this out. And then eventually it'll expand because once it becomes a norm, or just the way things are and people start accepting these people and not kicking them out right away and saying, getting the hell out of here. Right. Um, you know, they did try to roll out the contact tracers. Did you ever watch those videos? No. The contact tracers? No. Oh, yeah. In different cities, they were rolling them out and these people are like, get the hell out of here and like trying to beat them up, stuff like that because they're, they're, they were trying, but they, they're, 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 they didn't have a good approach. They didn't, People weren't scared enough at that point yeah. to comply. So what they did is they took 15 steps forward and they took 13 steps uh, back. Right. And so now we have this response team, mm -hmm. which this is going to be more accepted. There was a news article about it on K2. They were talking right. about, oh, look at this. This is great. And yes, they, the police are overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, of course they're overwhelmed. Yeah. 
Half of them just left because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Oh my God. Well, one of the funny things that I noticed when they were rolling this out, one of the pictures of a street responder, it had like dirt all over her uniform. And I called it out on Twitter because I was like, oh, she must have been rolling out in the homeless camps. I got she so She was probably many. rolling around in the mud yeah, before they took her yeah, picture. Yeah, they're like, can you go look like you worked all day? <laughs> and so I said something like, like the fake mud. And then people are like, that's the lighting. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's not lighting. That They're trying to make her look like she just had a hard day's work rolling around with like homeless Like she's out people. there fighting the good fight, yeah, you yeah. know, doing the thing. And the homelessness is coming from the lockdowns. It's coming from, you know, like... The 438,000 mysterious people that got hired last month. Yeah. You know, and they're shutting down industries. Right. We will have more homelessness. Right. Absolutely. As inflation skyrockets, we're going to have more homelessness. It's a natural occurrence. And they're not handling the homelessness like they should. They're just allowing it to ferment so they can create a problem. Right. So now they have a bunch of homelessness. Now they're like, oh, look at look at all the homeless people. We got to figure this out. This is out of control. Boom. Now they have this response team to combat the issue because the police right. are overwhelmed. They don't need to be dealing with this. It's a problem, reaction, solution. We're falling right into yeah. it. Yeah. No, I agree. And when I think of homeless, I think of lawlessness because, you know. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 it is. There's a lot of just kids. Right. Right. Well, and it's it's wild because I just think about you know, and, and even just with with the folks running for governor in Oregon, there's the responses concerning the homeless crisis. It's it's all over the map, right? Yeah. And um and so for me, and you know, we we hear a lot of oh, it's you know, um addiction or it's it's you know this or that, um mental health, right? And I completely agree. But but the difference is, you know, you look at Portland, you look at Seattle, um. And, and then you look at other cities that are or states that are actually ran well and have good policy like in place. Texas. Texas. You look at, well, Texas, Montana. Arizona. Arizona. I, I have family come in from Arizona and they're taking pictures. Like, <laughs> like and I'm like, oh, I forgot you guys don't see this. I mean, literally it's they're weird, hanging out their it? windows taking pictures when they come to visit. So it's not, to me, it's, um, you know, mental health issues are everywhere as are addiction issues. Um, but but what we have is really poor policy and, and then we have lawlessness. And that's really, we are allowing them, I heard somebody say this, we're allowing them, you know, a slow death because um, we're just allowing this behavior to happen out in the, out in the open. Yep. And, um, and you know what's interesting? In New York City, they have that 311 service, which is similar to the Portland Street response, I would say. But I was looking at the types of calls um, that they take. And so, yeah. like, for instance, they're taking it on illegal parking, noise complaint. This one's interesting. If someone's heat or their hot water has gone out, uh, just in the month of April, 16,000 folks yeah. called this about. But anyways, and you know, it's blocked driveway, yada, yada. So like to me, those things like non-emergency, basically. It's petty. It's petty, right? And so to me, I'm like, okay. But then I look at Portland. Every single, every single thing that was handled Every single incident that was handled by the street response team was homeless related. Yep. Well, and that's, I think, the way that they need to introduce it. So did you know that there's different menus at different McDonald's in different parts of the world? You know, I, yes. Okay. Yes. So it's it's the same reason why we have these local news agencies, which are actually not local news agencies. They're controlled by the conglomerate. You can look up right. all these crazy, remember those crazy videos where they're all saying the same thing? Right, right. And there's like 1,500. Yes. And they all just overlay them and it's really creepy. It's the same type of thing is that they are, are introducing this kind of stuff a little bit differently. They're introducing the 311 program mm-hmm. differently here than they are in New York, than they are in Canada, than they are, you know, in France. Right. Um, with what they're doing. And they're trying different ways. I think they're beta testing on how Makes they're going to introduce it. Right. To where here, they're going to introduce it in the name of homelessness. Because mm-hmm. what's the number one topic? Oh, exactly. What's the number one topic yeah, here? Yeah, homelessness. It's homelessness. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to combat that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a problem. So everyone gets on board. And in New York, it might be more of those petty crime calls and things like that to where, you know, they're going to use that, but it's a slippery slope on giving these people a portal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the original television. When the original television was created, it spent, it would cost all this money and everything else, but we got people to buy it and buy into it to where we're further perfecting the technology. The hemp industry is great. It's a great example in the, in back in the, when it was illegal, you know, it's 300 an ounce or whatever back in the day. Now it's like 20 bucks an ounce. But what happened is, is that 
by them legalizing it, allowed them to get the funding and create the industry to create the oversight, mm. to create the enforcement, to create the infrastructure, to manage it. They've adopted into that by legalizing it, right. legalizing these contact tracers, which is what they're going to be, these tattletales, right. these social workers. Um, they're, they're inducting a new department and a new industry to allow for the funding to be able to justify it, to allow it to grow. And over the next five years or three years, or I think two years, mm -hmm. they're going to have all this funding just dump into this infrastructure. They're going to have kind of the problems worked out, what works, how to approach it, how to manage it, how to grow it, all that stuff. And they're taking all the taxpayers money, money and doing it in the name of, you know, safety right. and there is a real safety concern there it, it and that's the that's the thing problem reaction solution they're creating it. it's 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 really crazy right, how right. how sophisticated it is but it's just that was something that has stuck out so far to me and that's yeah. hit home so much oh, absolutely. because it's the it's the wave to telling on your neighbor right petty crime this person's parked in my driveway to well this person didn't show their vaccine card to this person's using their lawnmower on tuesday and i know for a fact that we can only use our lawnmowers on sunday in the name of climate change right that's right. where things go oh, if they're using absolutely. a gas-powered lawnmower and hurting my climate right and oh, so that now, will absolutely happen people but, can't wait to tell on their neighbors and that's the progression of where this does so they're filling that void and creating that void and that's why it's such a red alert to me right. um, uh, of why i'm so terrified of that because that is a slippery slope to be able to tell on your neighbors suddenly it'll be like oh they're harboring jews oh right they're harboring the unvaccinated right they're harboring they're harboring the non-climate accepted people mm -hmm. oh yeah because climate change time. yeah climate change is the new covid that's yeah. where they're going to progress it to. Gosh, I can see that. Absolutely. Yep. Because even what was Biden out here just recently and um, talking about climate, change. climate change, infrastructure, it's their I mean, tax. It's, it's right. their way to tax people. It's right. a new tax that they're able to tax people, uh, you know, for just existing. Yeah. Imagine a tax for breathing. Right. Oh, my gosh. You took 5,000 breaths today, and we're going to tax those. Oh, my goodness. I so know. you can stop breathing, but you, but otherwise you're just going to have to pay tax. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. I just had I had somebody on yesterday from the state of Washington, and he's running for a uh, state representative. And he was just telling me, he's like, Washington state is flush with money. They, he said, the the Democrats I work with are more capitalistic than any of the conservatives. He's like, we're all capitalists, but you know, <laughs> the the left likes to be anti-capitalism, and um, he's like, they're they are flush with money, yet they're trying to tax. The state of Washington is trying to tax Oregon, Idaho, and Alaska what? for this whole I five. Uh, extension and then the uh, you know there's gonna and then what what else do they do I mean it's just all nonsense I mean they were Washington was told to pound sand but um, what they're trying to do to the the Snake River in Idaho and you know it, it's just it's just insane so yeah oh goodness yeah I completely see that happening yeah there's a big Q&A that happened on um, the Oregon Capital Chronicle have you seen this no so they interviewed all candidates, all the candidates running for governor, and they asked them a series of questions and they published all of them. Um, so it was really interesting. But one of the interesting things that I saw uh, on there, and then I, I know you got to get going, but um, uh, they were talking about climate change. So the question was, in the absence of action by the legislation, Governor Brown created a climate protection plan by executive order to reduce carbon emissions. That plan is being challenged in court. If elected, would you renew that order or rescind it mm. and why right it's kind of a loaded question but uh they have all the republicans and then they have the uh democratic answers and just the polarity oh. and the difference yeah. is substantial wow uh and i was reading one of those uh let's see who was i looking at it was like michael trimble i think he's a democrat hmm. and he says i will renew it and have the legislature, legislator enact a recommendation pr proposed by my drought commission 
as well as codify the executive order into law. A drought commission. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, do people do they realize where they reside? It's crazy. I mean, it doesn't even to ha- the, the fact that people are talking about a drought in Oregon. Yeah, exactly. I do mean, you know I, much rain I almost we had drowned today? on the way over here. Uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's all the water going? And, and there's a huge water oh. debate going on oh, right. in Eastern Oregon. They're harboring it. But another thing is, is people aren't thinking about this. Uh, I forgot what the document. I have that. I have that documentary. Uh, Untapped. Hmm. Untapped. It's about tap water and bottled water. Ooh. And so there's a huge, huge, huge thing with Nestle to where they go to all these states and they bottle the water Mm. and they're shipping it all over. Interesting. My wheels are turning for sure. Okay. So they're bottling the water here. Right. To what impact does it make? They have it in the the film. And they talk about the impact that companies like Nestle that are coming in, you know, I know Earth 2.0 was a big one. They just mm-hmm. got bought out by, uh, who did they get bought out by? Uh, Sierra. Oh, really? Which is a Walmart brand. Okay. Interesting. So that could have a huge yeah. effect on the climate. Right. Seriously. So wow. why is that not part of the debate? Right. People that are literally extracting mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of gallons of water. Right putting it in a freaking bottle and shipping it somewhere else in the planet so people wow. can drink it. Wow. You don't think that that- They're probably sending that in- it to India. Well, probably. But doesn't that impact the climate? Oh, absolutely. In fact, it does impact the climate and they're showing, they have like all these like reservoirs and, and lakes and things that are like drying up because Nestle moved in right next to it and is literally sucking oh all the water out of it and yeah. selling it. Well, you know what else Nestle is doing? I bring up India because I just watched a documentary on how Nestle Good old has, documentaries. Don't I you know, love documentaries? I know. You know sometimes They're so fascinating. I'm usually always watching a docu, but then once <clears throat> in a while- Weren't you watching one the other night? You're yeah, like, yeah, me and my hubby Elon were gonna- Musk. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I just can't help myself. But once in a while, I need to cleanse with something really stupid. Yeah. And my husband's like, how are you even watching this? I'm like, because I don't want to have to think right okay. now. What's your, but what's anyways, your go-to? Yeah. What's oh, your go-to? Oh, my go-to documentaries. No, your go-to is like stupid. Oh, the stupid stuff. This yeah. is going to be a little embarrassing. I really like The Circle. The I've Circle? i watched that. Is that a newer show? Yeah. It's like, it's all about like, um, you have, you can either <laughs> catfish someone or you can pretend, you can be yourself, but you're getting to know everybody. Uh-huh. And then they try to, you can either... You know, they have to realize, see if you're fake. Who's playing the game the best? <laughs> Once in a while, you know, I'll binge that. No, that's okay. But um, Upload, I really liked that. I've heard of that either. On, it was on Prime. But uh, I'm not a new TV. I don't watch a lot of new shows. Yeah. I, I haven't had a lot of good experience with them. They're usually really dark. You know, right. I, I do have like Ozark or Better Call Saul. Or, oh, yeah. You know, I'll watch some of yeah. those. But a lot of the new stuff, it's so dark. And I'm it just is, like, I can't yeah. watch this crap. Yeah. Even These, the new sitcoms, they're just... Oh, I know. I can't do... They're too socially... Anything with a clap track or a laugh track, I can't yeah. do it. But no, okay, Seinfeld in the office, though. Okay, Frasier. Those are my I've, two. Oh, I love Frasier. Yeah, I've been yes. watching Frasier. That's kind of like... Niles. My go-to. Yeah. Yes. It I is getting Frasier. a little redundant uh, of getting into like the deeper seasons is like yeah. 12 and 13. It's just right. kind of the same old slapstick. It, right. it, doesn't, it loses its edge, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of my go-to right now. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I meant documentary, but I don't yeah, even know which t- one I was watching. The now. Elon Musk one is the one you were watching. Oh, <laughs> no, but you were talking what about. What was I even going to, I don't. So, oh, India, uh, India, 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 India. So, so the thing is Nestle, they are, you know, it's really sad. You think about one of the, one of the last countries to really, to really keep um, their traditions with, as, as far as food is concerned, really is India. And I mean, they still, a lot of, a lot of them, um, they, they still prepare everything by scratch and, um, and it's still, the ingredients are real. And so 
Nestle has been really pushing on India yeah. over the last it's a huge four or five years. Yeah. And they're, you know, now they have all the processed garbage that we have. And it's sad. Um, and it was sad during the documentary just to see the influence because it's so attractive to, you know, a lot of the youth, especially that's who they're pushing it on. It's like, oh, this is what, you know, the Americans are doing or this is what these other it, it looks makes you look cool. It makes you look smart, makes you look hip because you're doing what all these other folks are doing. Mm -hmm. But it's just absolutely trashing their bodies um, when they've just been eating for the most part really clean. Yeah. So, yeah. Sad. Nestle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a garden? You know, um, that is something I need to build up right now. You, this is really funny. My potatoes are doing really well. I had fingerlings that I didn't use in time, and so they all sprouted. Yeah. So I put them in where I usually have tomatoes, and I now have a lot of very nice-looking uh, sprouts coming up. Nice. And I have tomatoes I just planted, and but that's that's pretty much it. Tomatoes and potatoes. Yeah. If, if you know, things go down. Hey, potatoes are great. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. Well. Thank you very much for coming out. Oh, uh, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. It. Yeah, appreciate it was, having me. It's good having you. Um, where can people find your website again? Yeah, so you can go. Um, I have my link tree that is just forward slash KSOK for KSOK. But I'm on all the main platforms under KSOK, KSOK, uncensored. Are you on True Social yet? I am. You are. Yes. I am. It's a slow grow. It is. It is. And, you, you know, I'll, I'll say you think one thing on that. Okay, so Kay. here's my thing. Sorry, my headphones are falling off. My my thing with truth is that I didn't want to go on another platform that was like an echo chamber of conservative voices. Yeah. Because I do like opposition and I do feel like you can make a bigger impact when not every single person thinks like you for the most part. Mm -hmm. But um, the layout is okay. They did censor something I put on the other day. And really? I was very... Uh, concerned. What did with, they censor? It's so stupid. It was literally um, it's supposed to be queso uncensored, right? But anyway, so it was literally a picture and it was a meme where it showed 1970s people in swimsuits on the beach. Like just like modest, sure. right? And then it showed and everyone was relatively in shape. Thin, I guess I should say. And then it showed 2022 and it's morbidly obese people walking around in swimsuits on the beach. And they blurred it. They blurred what? both of them. And they basically put like a not meant for all audiences. And I was like, this is truth. Like, seriously. So, wow. so I've been a little more into Twitter lately, especially after Elon. But um, yeah, so I'm there. Overall on the, doc on the Elon documentary. Are you a fan? Yeah, I am. You I really are. am. I wanted mm. to, I didn't want to just jump on. I'm like the person that usually like resists the popular thing. But um, I, you know, what I really liked and that I didn't know is how much failure he experienced mm -hmm. with SpaceX. I, d I had no idea. I had no idea. And, um, and, and the fact that he just kept going because really, you know, you have to experience failure. A lot of people stop after they do. Yeah. And he kept pushing, um, it was just really cool to see. And that man literally tears up when he talks about things. Like you can just, you can feel the emotion. You can see how real and genuine uh, he is. Maybe so, it's the brain we'll implants. Oh no. Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm like, I don't know. You no, know? I, I, I like Elon too. I, I think he's doing really good stuff. And, you know, despite what his past is, I know there's a lot of controversy where he got some of his money mm -hmm. uh, and different things like that. Uh, it, 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 to me, he's doing good by just encouraging hope. Right. Um, and combating against, even if it's controlled opposition, uh, you know, I, I really think that he's doing a good thing. And, and I, I don't even think his greatest moments have come. I, I, I think, agree. I think he's getting primed uh, to do some pretty extraordinary stuff. I agree. And right now there's a thing going on. Uh, over social media where people are taking off their MAGA hats and putting on their Tesla hats. <laughs> and um, it's not that we're all abandoning Trump, but, you know, Elon just came in. And I will, there, there is something to be said for instead of, you know, uh, going around the problem, taking it head on. Yeah. And um, there's something to be said for that. I agree. Cool. Well, thanks and uh, enjoy Thank your you. drive home. In all this right. Yeah, will do. <laughs>